What's up, boys? Episode 16, December 22nd, 2022, National Re-Gifting Day, which I find odd because it's before Christmas. This is a look back at week 15 and round one. We are back. I missed last week. I was coming off being sick. I had a long week. I wrote up the doc except for only one segment. Um, so my apologies that we did not get that playoff preview, but we will get it in this episode. Um, to give you a little take for those who've been following along of what we are looking at, what we are looking for, what happened, and a look on to round two of the playoffs. So this is the D12 Nation Fantasy Football League podcast. I am your host, Hurt Not Injured, CEO, otherwise known as HNI Live from the lab. It is Christmas week. Some people have the rest of the week off or have had the whole week off or have the next week off. We've got football all over the place. We've got college basketball. We've got bowl season, NFL. I mean, it's it's banana lands out here. So if you have off work or you have time off, good for you. Enjoy that time. So, And if you're still in the playoffs, also good for you because hurt, not injured, is not. Our season ended months ago, essentially, pretty much after the draft. Uh. We were trying to play spoiler on rivalry week uh, in week 14. We had the tools. We had the people on the bench. We just didn't make the right call. Such is, such is our year. Some of you probably feeling the same thing. But this is a reminder that we did figure out the 300% formula, which was 50%. Get your guy. 50%. Have a great team name. 50% scoring the most points, 50% the guys that you got to get your guys, they have to perform. 50% not losing close games on Monday Night Football, and 50% playing good team defense. And that all, those six parts total up to 300%. Maybe we'll write a book of some sort chrono or, uh, chronicling each one of those segments. That's a great idea. We should get on that. Uh, the Top Gun Theory. Oh, is it back? It's back better than ever. Um, teams that started New York Jets in rivalry week were 2-1, and one, I believe, with Ty Johnson uh, in the lineup for 1%, who I don't think scored a point in rivalry week and then did not make it back into the starting lineup for round one. <laughs> but... He was started, so we count it. Also, we were sent a very nice uh, piece of information from one of our D12 members, the Start Your Stud CEO. Sent a nice graphic, you may have seen it, of how 10 out of the 12 or 14 rookies of the week have been Jets. So we were right all along. So welcome aboard. Grab a chair. Uh... The uh, the cart service will be by in a minute because you're now we have factual proof that the Top Gun theory was what it was supposed to be all along for your fantasy football team. So there you go. We were not that far off. 
All right, the log jam has cleared for the playoffs. The final six logs have made their way through. The rest of us are hanging back, planning our off-season trips and whatnot. So congrats to those six teams who we will reveal in a minute. Um, On the show, other pertinent news, initial reactions are top three. We have two three words, more or less, pun downs this week. We have week 14, the rivalry week, and round one, which we will cover in succession. Uh, We had one power animal result um, from the rivalry week, an epic one. It's always one of my favorites when the turtles go at it because they have the best gifts uh, in the group message. Hysterical. Um, Kudos to Spooky Ghosts and DK's Piercings. Classic battle. Uh, standings update or our final standings and then a round two preview and rivalry week wrap up with some in-depth information provided by our own very own spooky ghost so credit to him and the shambles meter and the poll of the day all right other pertinent news what a weekend for sports holy moly i mean thursday night started with uh Niners clinching the divisions or the division, the NFC West playoff spot. Brock Purdy's electric. They 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 cannot meet the demand of his jersey sales, which is phenomenal. Uh, so that kicked it off right. Then we had Friday night football and bowl games on Friday, an absolutely catastrophic, controversial call in the Incarnate Word uh, North Dakota State game where there was a fumble and a clear recovery by Incarnate Word, and yet they gave the ball back to North Dakota State with like five minutes to go on their own 30. And Incarnate Word would have gotten the ball there and maybe taken the lead very late into the game. So that was ridiculous. Uh, We had Saturday football, um, D2, D3 national championships, more FCS playoffs. We had the three Saturday NFL games, which were bananas. We'll get to those in a minute. We had the World cup which was just spectacular i'm not a big soccer guy but i always do watch the world cup or the olympics whenever one of our teams you know the u.s is playing it even if they're not i still on the grand stage that's what it is the granddaddy of them all but that game was phenomenal i got to tune into the last little bit of it and it was exactly what you'd wanted close game goes to pks overtime the studs were playing uh messi and mbappe just piling up goals. Um, cool to see Messi get that, and then ridiculous to see the celebration that's ensued for Argentina. So there's been some some great videos of that. Um, okay, yeah, the FCS playoffs. So that's that's set. You've got South Dakota State, North Dakota State, just like they wanted it because of that call. So I'm watching you referees in the national championship game. Watch your backs. Get it right. Um, Office Christmas parties are back, so hopefully those are probably all over by now. You're gearing up for the family stuff. Sad news, rip to Mike, you know, rest in peace to Mike Leach and Franco Harris, two titans of the game. So we, a little moment of silence for them. All right, thank you. So, hate to see stuff like that, but it is noteworthy, and they did have a great impact on the game. Um. Also, Ben Big Ben is in the news again. He was spotted, I think, at the Bahamas Bowl for his alma mater, Miami of Ohio, Maction. 
uh, there was a report that he stated that he was considering coming back to the Niners, which the Niners had expressed zero interest and had not contacted him at all. But he just felt the need to make a headline that said that. So please no, absolutely not. Um, this week's poll, especially with all the football going on now, would you rather watch the Red Zone channel or would you rather watch the Octobox channel on the Sunday ticket? Both are electric. So if you've experienced both, you know what I mean. If you haven't, you need to experience either or. So, all right, our initial reactions a little bit later. So Thursday night, we had the Niners clinch, the birth of Brocky Balboa lifting the city and the team, San Francisco 49ers, on his back the past two weeks. Uh, and the other note from that game was, well, first of all, the Niners' defense is electric. And that Shanahan carries way too much stuff in his hands on the sideline. I looked and saw on the sideline he had a tablet and, like, three sheets and a water bottle. And it's like, dude, get somebody to do that for you. Focus, focus on just letting Brock Purdy throw the football. Uh, Saturday football. History with the Vikings and the Browns. Tragic news for Jonathan Taylor because he's on IR. Sorry if you have him in your league. And in the playoffs, I had him. I did not make the playoffs. I barely won any games. But that game was electric. So the Vikings came down, came back for 33-0. Uh, so that was that was a fun game. Sandwiched in between that was the Ravens and the uh, Browns, which, I mean, it was snowing a little bit, so that was kind of cool. So other than that. That's about it. Uh, Bills-Dolphins, phenomenal game to cap off the Saturday night. Started snowing late. Bills fans getting in trouble for throwing snowballs onto the field. Luckily, it wasn't something else. I'm surprised somebody didn't do that when they announced that. If you remember what the Bills threw on the field a couple years ago. So, all right. So, those games were a lot of fun. And then the Lions... Team you don't want to play. We're dubbing them the team that nobody wants to see. You know, when they start all these talk shows, start doing all the the uh, playoff graphics and scenarios and giving their hot takes and running around on ESPN stages and flapping their arms and whatever else they do, yelling at each other. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and say it. The Lions are the team you don't want to play in the playoffs if they make it. If they, That's what it'll be. It'll be if they get in, you don't want to play them. So you heard it here first. Uh, just like you heard this here first, months ago, we hitched our wagon to Trevor Lawrence. Guess what? We were halfway right. So as they came back against the Cowboys, and then it's funny to watch the Cowboys fans just lose their minds. <laughs> All you have to say is, hey, I don't know if Dak's the guy. And then they get all fired up. So anyways, so yeah, Trevor Lawrence. We said he was going to have a big year. We also have to admit, we said David Davis Mills was going to have a big year. That turned out to be incorrect. <laughs> but we own up to it. So we're 50-50 on our bold calls. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Latavius Murray look like if you have them, they're going to be league winners. Funny enough, in our league, the two people that have them are the worst teams in the league. So we don't get to ride that wave. But if you have them, good for you. Uh, the the, the <laughs> The Patriots and the Raiders game. Wow. Man. That was just bad on so many levels. From the referee that uh, 
the review of the touchdown that was ruled a touchdown, but on video review did not look like a touchdown. And then the lateral uh, from Jethro B. Myers uh, to Chandler Jones, who then uh, put his footprint on Mac Jones's face on his way to a walk-off touchdown. <laughs> so I'm sure you've seen it. So I'm not, I don't have to go too much into detail about that. I just wanted to mention those things. Uh, and chief super fans on the hot seat. Don't be a chief super fan. I'm sure you've seen whatever the chief, what I can't remember what chief aholic or whatever, the wolf guy, not a good look for that dude. Uh, a lot of bad videos coming out. So they had another, like one or two guys in the past two that were like super fans and they had a shady pass. So, all right. Sunday night football, giants commanders, holy ref again, the refs. At the end of the game with the non-pass interference call, the, you know, Terry McLaurin point at the ref stays on the line. And then Taylor Heineke tripping on the one because John John Dotson was going to have to block Kayvon Thibodeau one-on-one. And he just kind of said, nope. And then Taylor Heineke went down on the one, which started this whole thing. So also Dayball, Brian Dayball is apparently a goatee guy now. He must have shifted, uh, uh, had a shift in confidence and went, shaved his beard. He's not, a, I don't think he's appropriate for a goatee, but uh, turned out it, it, it changed up the momentum in the locker room. So uh, maybe rethink that, Dave. Maybe, maybe grow like a sort of a beard, not just the goatee. So anyways. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Packers are still alive somehow. We have to listen to Aaron Rodgers and his southern accent after the games, talk about how they still have a chance, this and that. Uh, and then the Packers defense, I'm sure, the way that Packers defense was close all night to a pick six, which I'm sure would have swung some playoff games. And then um, the Packers getting the first down and then not kicking the field goal or scoring a touchdown to cover the over and probably ended some people's fantasy season. So. Way to go, Packers. Good job. All right. Um, roster moves from the fi- from the f- for round two from this week. Here we go. Roster La Vista, baby. Uh, we had the Witching Hour still pretty active, picking up Kate Otten and Miko Hardman for ten dollars uh, in our in our fab budgets. Uh, the Ghost in a stunning move. Stunning after we just went on a giant rant about. Um, the Top Gun theory with the Jets, he drops Elijah Moore to pick up Demarcus Robinson. We're going to see how that plays out for him. 401K picks up Marquise Goodwin. And Team Stadell grabs Gardner Minshew for $26 and Zach Moss for $51. We'll get to some of that later. Uh, and 1% snags Dion Jackson from the Colts. All right, hot and streamy starts of the week. and uh, These two are a little different because we just kind of stuck to the playoff teams. Um, so the hot and streamy star of the week was for 1%, uh, where he started the combination of Dari Agunbowale and Chris Moore <laughs> en route to a victory in the offs. So took some guts. We had to give him credit for that. And the benchiest beaver of the week is RBU. Uh, started Huntley over... Trevor Lawrence, and then basically his entire bench had a day uh, with DJ Moore, Raheem Mostert, and the Pats D. So any combination of those one or two players and 
we might be singing a different tune for RBU after they were red hot. Okie doke. Let's get into the pun down from the final week. All right, three words, more or less, the pun down. Week 14, rivalry week. Cue the music if I had it. Sponsored by Bottled Water. Um, Because that's what I'm drinking. We had the Witching Hour taking on Hurt Not Injured. Witching Hour 102.23. Hurt Not Injured continues to get massacred in this rivalry. 94.09. Witching Hour wins. And the headline reads, Evan Deadly Sins. Evan Ingram went off two weeks ago. And that was just catastrophic to me. <laughs> I say, uh, I say, uh, I say, uh, I lose again. Envy ass. I, I should have started. Isaiah was the Isaiah Hodgins who I was advised to start for go beeves. Uh, and I did not. And it cost me the match and ruining his season. So I lost a lot. We left, we lost a lot of good men out there on the field. Um, in free agency. <laughs> Next matchup, Spooky Ghost take on DK's Piercings. Spooky Ghost, 100.99. DK's Piercings, 96.51. This was the, sh- the, the, the turtle showdown, the only power animal. And the headline reads, Show and Shell, as Noah fan for DK's Piercings forgets to bring any points to the school classroom. Ghosts win. They are the top turtle. Uh, next matchup, 401k takes on RBU Revolution in a tightly. And that's three matches right there decided within like five points. Uh, 401k, that's what you'd love to see in rivalry week, baby. 401k, 114.39. RBU Revolution, 112.74. <clears throat> that was a must win for 401k. The headline reads, don't bring a Huntley to a night fight, Zonovan night, as RBU says, we tried to put a Miles on our face because Miles Sanders went off that day. Wasn't enough, though. Next matchup, new management coming soon. 101.06 falls to the Sad Cats, 127.62. Sad Cats win the high score this week, and then they won it the ensuing week. So the Cats picking up a little momentum. The headline reads, Catastrophe for new management as the smirky cats return and don't think we don't know cats we know you're smirking all the way to the bank with your money that you made so you're not fooling anybody pal uh brutal loss for new management um next matchup birds of war 69.69 nice takes on one percent 98.02 one percent gets the win this was kind of a win and get in just like new management had to win to get in. The headline reads, Jerry Judicris says, what's your fantasy score, Birds of War? As the Birds of War got caught acting a fool in the most important time of the year. Ludicrous reference. Uh, I think I did that wrong. I think it's what's your fantasy. Whatever. You get the point. So the Birds of War. Tough loss for them. Uh, next matchup, start your studs, 72.41. They needed to win, too, but they ran into the buzzsaw that's been all year. Stadel 
Nino, 124.26. Stadel Nino wins. Studs eliminated. The headline reads, this is an A-B conversation, and you can CMC your way out of the playoffs. Start your studs as the studs turn back into the spuds, potatoes, because there's no chips in their future this season. Boom. There you have it. The Stadel Nino at CMC, who's actually been going off. There you have it, the pun down. Okay. Final standings. Here you go. This is before the, any of the playoff. This is when the season ended. This was the final standings. We had the Spooky Ghosts at 1, 12 and 2. They got the bye. Uh, they had the most points. They were the number one seed. They had the most points by Stadel, or ahead of Stadel Nino by point zero nine. So for that, the Ghosts got an additional $50 for the league top score. So if you haven't instituted any of these top scoring payouts for your weeks and your league, you should. You should be rewarded for having a dominant team all year if you don't win. So another way to keep everything interesting. Uh, but the Ghosts, 12-2, and two, they were the top seeds. The Del Nino, 12-2 on a four-game win streak. They get to buy there the number two seed. So, again, they missed out on it by less than a yard from any player that was starting, which is kind of wild. So. The third seed is RBU Revival or Revolution. Um, they finished 9-5, and five, um, and they got the three seed. So they would take on 1% in the playoffs. Switching hour 8-6 and six on a three-game winning streak. They get the four seed. Um, 401K, which had a 50% chance of making the playoffs. They get the five seed. Um, they will take on the witching hour. Um, and 401k finishes seven and seven. Now, 1% sneaks in at the six seed at seven and seven. They will take on RBU. They had the least amount of points of any of the teams playing for playoff position. They passed three teams with their victory over Birds of War and losses by management, and the studs, they had a 15% chance heading into the week to get in. Now you know where 1% comes in. This guy is gritty, he is resilient, and he lives by the creed of his team, the one percenters. Uh, okay, finishing seventh was new management at six and eight. They fell three spots. They had a 67% chance going in. They did not make it because of the sad cats. Uh, Birds of War had a 60% chance. They finished eighth. They were on a, they ended on a four-game losing streak. They fell two spots uh, and out of the playoffs with a loss to 1%. And the Studs, who were one of the hottest teams, they had a three-game winning streak and 26% chance to make it. They ended up finishing ninth at six and eight. They're out of the playoffs. DK's piercings, out of the playoffs. Finally, now I can I can consider them out. I thought they had a chance. I just didn't believe they were out. So now, officially out. Hurt not injured. The other four-game losing streak finishes 11th. We've been dead. We've been getting outscored by a billion. I can't tell you how many top scores we had against us, but we were the worst defense by far. Um, and then the Sad Cats finished 12th. Uh, they had a six-game winning or losing streak. They ended 
against new management to knock them out. So there you have it, the final standings heading into the playoffs. Now, let's get a recap on Rivalry Week and the Round 1 preview, where we had one power animal, and we'll do the uh, Round 2 preview in this same segment. Okay, Round 1 preview. This was supposed to be last week, but just to catch everybody up. So this what we're going to do first is go through the rivalry week. So we just went over the standings, the matchups. Again, we instituted a rivalry week, which is played twice a year, once in week three, once at the very end. And just like we thought, it would have major playoff implications. And every single matchup had meaning into the final week for, for either playoff seating or playoff berths. And I just read off to you what happened. So a team with 15% chance makes it above all the other teams with a much higher percent so electric finish exactly what this league is all about so the first rivalry rivalry we have up is hurt not injured versus the witching hour uh this it says rivalry but the witching Hour <laughs> series record is seven and three ahead of hurt not injured me uh there was a clean sweep this year two and oh we did not make any ground back so that's devastating for your rival but believe me we got him back in another league so it doesn't count to this record but he knows it he's listening uh the next rivalry up is the spooky ghost versus dk's piercings the spooky ghosts lead this rivalry five to four because they had a clean sweep 2-0 this year against DK's piercings, which swung the series back in the Ghost's favor. So now the Spooky Ghosts are dubbed the King Cooper. They won both turtle matches. So get yourself a turtle shell chain necklace. Uh, next matchup was Stadel Nino versus the Studs. This was a clean sweep yet again, um, bringing the rivalry closer to 6-5 and five in favor of the studs but this rivalry ended the studs playoff hopes this year so again you can see all the fun matchups that came down to the the last bit here uh new management versus the sad cats another contentious rivalry the sad cats lead the series six to three they split one and one this year in week three and week 14 and rivalry week Ended new management's playoff hopes as they were flying up the leaderboard late in the season. So we had two rivalry games right there, which ended in playoff uh, despair for one team. So 1% versus the Birds of War. Birds of War lead the series 4-3. to three. Uh, They split this year week 3-14. and 14. The final match decided who went to the playoffs again. So that's three in a row there where the, the Yoffs were on the line. 1% gets it done. Um, and then the final rivalry week matchup or rivalry, whatever you want to call it, 401K versus RBU Revolution. RBU leads the rivalry 5-3. to three. They split this year, week 3 and three, uh, 14. 401k had to win to get in, so this was a must win. Must win. They did. 1% wins. 
management and the studs and birds of war lose. And those two were in. So there you go. Thank you, Spooky Ghost, <coughs> for that delightful uh, anecdote and that information. That was fun to read. Um, okay, so here we go. Going into our playoff preview, um, and we'll be able to actually give some live feedback on this because the, the chart that I made. We had the matchup where the Ghosts and Stadel Nino on a bye. And we had 401k at the witching hour and 1% on the road at RBU Revolution. So the line and win percentage when we went into this was 401k was favored by 3.4 points and a 52% chance to win. The key decisions that needed to be made, the Tampa Bay versus New York Jets uh, right combination of running backs for that week. So. Um, there's been a lot of shuffling here as of late of, you know, running backs going down and that sort of thing. Um, and so you're going to see throughout these that there was some decisions that needed to be made. So we were looking, um, looking at that and then the witching hour, the key decision for them was they were all in on Deshaun Watson, who had did not play that game was terrible so he did not do well uh i guess he did well in real life because they won the game but whatever and then there were three defenses that the witching hour had to decide so um went with the green bay which ended up being the right call for that week so um and then we looked on to the key players 401k was going to be imperative that J.K. Dobbins had a repeat, which he had a decent game with 13.3 points. Um, and the witching hour was going to need Mixon and Evans to to do well. Mixon did not, and Evans did okay. So the big notes in this game were there was a lot of Charger guys on this on this matchup. We had Eckler, Palmer. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, and then a lot riding on the Tampa Bay and Cincinnati game and the Baltimore-Cleveland game. So uh, 401k had a nice week, 131.39, witching hour, 106.88. We'll get to the pun down in a minute. So um, 401k goes on the road, uh, covers the spread, and advances on to the next round. Uh, the next matchup was 1%, the 6th seed, taking on RBU Revolution. The 3 seed, 1% on the road. RBU was favored by 2 going into this with a 51% chance to win. The question was, would um, 1% play Ty Johnson again to keep the, the, the Top Gun Theory rolling? Uh, he did not. In fact, he did not play Ty Johnson. But he was on the roster, so you can credit the Top Gun Theory. Um, and then the other question was the flex in uh, the wide receiver three. That was the big question for him, um, which he ended up going with Dare Agunbowale and Chris Moore. <laughs> and this dude's just grit. He's grit personified. Uh, the big question for a uh, key decision for RBU in this matchup was, was he going to play Trevor Lawrence against Dallas's D? He did not, as we mentioned earlier, 
and that cost him, but it wouldn't have made up the difference. But and then the right defense. Was he going to play the Washington Commanders or the or the New England Patriots? Turned out that was not the right decision because he played the Commanders. So, you know, just hey, crunch time in the playoffs, man. It's difficult to make these decisions. We've all been there. So the key players for this were can Tyreek Hill deliver in the snow? He did a he did decent, and and then the uh, the key players were the double Eagles and the Browns. So the RBU had. Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, and also Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb. So he was relying heavily on that game, which neither of those those combos did very well. So that's kind of where things fell apart. And then keynotes were just that, again, the wide receiver three and flex for 1%, what he was going to do there. This dude's worked some magic in the past. We've all seen it. Ask the witching hour. <laughs> so um, there you have it. 1% and 401k advance as road teams, underdogs. Uh, here's the three words more or less pun down from that. Witching hour 106.88, 401k 131.39. The headline reads, J.K. Rawlings Dobbins goes Gryffindor on the witching hour all over the Slytherin golden witches. 401k wins. Uh, 1%. 103.15, RBU, 72.69. The headline reads, Dare Maria Gunboale Gracia plays on. As RBU couldn't walk, couldn't walk a Miles Sanders in 1% shoes. I don't know how that made any sense. Christmas music, I guess. Okay. Now this moves into round two. This is the Degenerate Four. The final four. Here we go. A couple of quick notes. Two upsets advance. We mentioned it a second ago. The road teams. Get on the road. Take care of business. Some just quirky decisions. Things like that. Especially for 1%. 401k has a big week. The 12-2 and two teams are back in action. The tension is palpable. We know the we know the locker rooms are swirling, you know, is it, you know, rest versus rust. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the top two seeds are shaking in their boots. Well, not shaking in their boots, but they're, they're itching to get out there. So three of the four remaining teams have not won a championship. So we have on one side of the bracket, 401k and ghosts. So there's going to be a, a, Somebody who's never won a championship, get to the finals. One of those teams will. On the other side, it's 1% to Del Nino. 1% won a championship back in 2018. So if he wins, he'll be in his second championship match. Um, big things to consider here is this is a tough week. we got a Thursday night game, but we also have the Saturday games, which is when most of the games are going to be played, and a Saturday night game, and three Sunday games. And one of those is a Sunday night game and the Monday night game. So there's a lot of like, who do you put in your starting position? Who do you or, and who do you put in your flex? Or do you move people out of your flex? This and that. And you know, you're, it's going to be weird because you're going to have like six, seven different starting times. So good luck to you guys figuring that out. So in some of the key players from this, 
you know, you we get all hyped up on draft day about do our research and these guys are studs and this and that, and then you get to the end of the year. And I remember last year I was playing like Rex Burkhead and I can't remember who else. It was some some weird wide receiver. Um, I'll have to remember. But so here's a list of some of the players uh, for 401k. Zonovan Knight, J.K. Dobbins, Marquise Goodwin, Devin Singletary. Those aren't guys you really had on your big draft board. Uh, for the Ghosts, it's Ayuk, Darius Slayton, Rashad White, and Josh Jacobs. All people that were not high on the draft board, and some of them probably went undrafted. So the majority of those players did. Move into the next matchup. It's David Montgomery, who nobody wanted. Uh, Jerry Judy, Chris Moore, and Tyler Algier. Algier. You know, two of those guys probably weren't drafted, and the other two were drafted late. And then on uh, Stadel Nino, there's Kenneth Walker, who may have gone undrafted in some leagues or drafted very late. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, the questions around him, you know, is he going to follow up that? Is can Jared Goff do it? So you just look at these final four lineups, and it's like, you know, that just proves you got to keep grinding. So good for those guys. What a, what a lineup for the final four. Okay, matchup. Number one, 401k on the road at the Ghosts. 401k right now sitting at minus 7.6 with a 54 point or a 54 point 54 percentage chance to win. Okay, key decisions. Is 401k going to play Tampa Bay or the Denver defense? Now, I am not trying to throw doubt into anyone's mind. I am just simply stating what I've looked at through the research so don't i am not trying to put doubt in anyone's mind i would never do that ever uh and also a big question the flex is he going to go with devin singletary or is he going to take out big hat brian robinson against the 49ers defense so questions for 401k the spooky ghosts their key decisions which tampa bay running back to play Favorable matchup, but which one's it going to be? We know Spooky Ghost has been a long-time Lenny fan, uh, and he loves him some Tampa Bay running backs. That goes way back. And also his tight end. Uh, is he going to play the Muth? Is the Muth going to be Luth? Or is the Muth going to Guth? Guth egg. Uh, or Greg Dulcich. Now, if he plays Dulcich, he might throw Pickens in there somewhere. Okay. Key players, 401K, it's going to be Marquise Goodwin and Zonovan Knight. Going to have to have those two dudes perform. Going to have to have Marquise Goodwin do something, catch a tutty. Uh, for the Ghosts, it's the two Joshes, Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs. Those dudes going to put the team on their back and score 40 apiece again. Fairly favorable matchups. Big question also for the Ghosts, will Brock Purdy throw Iuk the ball? We hope so. I hope Brock Purdy throws it all over the yard. Uh, big notes, Chief Stack and Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson for 401k. That is a tough hill to climb. So if those three guys do what they've been doing, that's going to be putting up some points there. Uh, and then ETN versus the Jets D. So we've got, you know, ETN on one side for the ghosts and then Zonovan Knight on the other side for 401k. So. Which running back's going to – who's going to establish it? Who's going to establish run the damn ball? We'll find out. All right, there you have it. Those are the key pieces for the first matchup. Uh, second matchup, number six seed, 1% on the road at Stadel Nino, the Hurricane House. 
so they say, the Windy City, if you will. Uh, Stadel right now sitting at minus nine, 53% chance to win this thing. Key decisions for 1%, carousel of running backs in the flex. Yet again, he's got a flex decision he's got to make, and his bench is just equipped to do that with Madison, Ty Johnson, Daria Gumbawale, and Deshaun Jackson, and Tyler Algier. So, and Chris Moore is already in the lineup. So we're going to see what that guy, what kind of sleep, what kind of tricks he has up his sleeves. For Team Stadel, the key decision, a lot of, in, a lot of, uh, build up for this is um, Jalen Hurts going to play. He did pick up Minshew. So if Jalen Hurts doesn't play, will he play Minshew or will he play Dak? And then he's going to trust the Los Angeles Chargers stack, which the Chargers were terrible last week, but they do have a favorable matchup. So those are the key decisions we're going to be looking for, ones we'll keep our eye on. Key players, 1%. Will. Oh, this is going to be fun. Will we get the Camara five-touchdown game again in the playoffs? That happened, what, a year or two ago? And that won people a lot. <laughs> Probably won people a lot of stuff. So Camara can do it. We know it. Um, they got Cleveland, too, and they cannot stop the run. So five TDs, we don't know. And then Tyreek. And Tyreek, he'll have a big game. Those are those are 1%. Got to have them. Got to have those guys. And then Stadell, it's going to be Kenneth Walker and Mike Williams. Can Mike Williams have one of those breakout games? Can Kenneth Walker run the ball at Kansas City, or can Seattle even keep it close enough for Walker to run it? So those are kind of the, the matchups we're looking at. So, again, notes from this game. Big-time quarterback stress for Stadell. He's going to be watching that news like crazy. So there you have it, folks. The final four set. Three teams have not won a championship. From one side, we will get a new uh, challenger for their first title. On the other side, we could get a new one or we could get a repeat on the gritty one percenters in their 15% run. So there we have it. 401k versus the ghost on one side in the AFC. And in the NFC is 1% versus the Del Nino. All right. Poll of the week. Red zone channel or the Octobox. Now I've, been I've been fortunate enough to watch both. Red Zone Channel is awesome. It absolutely it shows you all the important plays. It even has its own quad box at times or a double box. Um and is awesome for when you're riding, you know, if you're on the road and you can't you don't have a TV, you can watch on your phone, you just watch the red zone and that gets you caught up on everything. I've done that a few times traveling back and forth. Not while I'm driving obviously. But I'm going to tell you what Putting the octo box on, or the best one is whenever it's just the six boxes. You can do a four one too. Um, I'm telling you what, that is just non. It takes a little while to 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 get used to it and to train your eyes where to look and figure out what you want. You can move the box around to get the sound on the game you want. You can switch to it, but it is electric. I'm always going to be an octo box guy, where I'm watching eight games at once. It used to be I had another. Uh, TV setup where I could do, I could set it up a different way. I had a, I had a setup where I, I had a lot of football on at once. So for me, I'm the Octobox guy. Give me eight games at once. Um, all right, next up, shambles o meter. Who's in it? It's got to be, got to be the Birds of War. 
losing four to get out of the playoffs, and it's got to be RBU, knowing what could have been with that with some of the bench players. And then we're going to throw the Patriots in there. So, because that might, that might, I think they're broken now. Uh, Jathrobe Myers, you could tell he felt bad about it. So, but what a terrible way to lose. But it does give us meaning for the game on Saturday night on Christmas Eve for the Steelers and the Raiders. So maybe Jathrobe Myers is, he, you know what? He did it for, he did it for the people. Thank you. Thank you, Jathrobe Myers. Thank you for giving us a meaningful game on Christmas Eve. Um, all right, that's it. That is episode 16, National Regifting Day. Um, thanks for tuning in. Sorry it's a week late. Sorry I missed out. Uh, I've been pretty consistent this entire year. I had a little setback uh, last week. Just got bombarded down with a lot of stuff going on, but... We still kept the dock going. We got it up. Got the previews. Congrats to the dudes who have made it this far. Good luck to you. Good luck to anybody listening who is in the playoffs. Take some of this information. Use it. If you have Jets available, pick them up. Um, And then we'll see what the championship matchup holds. Maybe we can get a couple of people on just like they do, like a media week, uh, like they do at the Super Bowl. We can get some different interviews. Maybe we'll try to get that done. Um, All right. Thanks for listening. As always, I am your host, Hurt Not Injured CEO. We are down, but we are not out. Uh, We will see you next week. Also, if you want to listen to some more hot sports takes, a little bit more uh, DraftKings related and other dad jokes, humor, things like that, Check out my other podcast. It's called The Millie Goats and at Millie Goats on Twitter. Um, If not, that's cool too. So we'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, Enjoy your families and friends and whoever you're celebrating with, or if you don't, or if you celebrate something else, enjoy that too. But enjoy the football. Good luck. See you next week. I'm <laughs> sorry.